Today on Nine Works Radio, we bring you an auto market update and take you behind the scenes in the world of Porsche car sales, recorded in a Porsche showroom. Nine Works Radio is your dedicated Porsche and car podcast, taking you closer than ever to the world's finest sports cars and the culture and history behind them. The show is brought to you by nineworks.co.uk the innovative online platform for Porsche enthusiasts. Hosted by Porsche journalist Lee Sibley and 993 owner and engineer Andy Brooks, with special input from friends and experts around the industry, including you, our valued listeners. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Nineworks Radio. This evening, we are in the showroom at Paragon Porsche with Mr. Max Newman. In my spiritual home. (laughs) (laughs) You have visited here quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got 10 years of history. Yeah, yeah. Probably as much as me. The only difference is you spend your money here. I just come (laughs) and and test drive all the cars with the guys. Um, So Max is here. Somebody who isn't tonight is Mr. Andy Brooks. He's actually uh, succumbed to jet lag from his Lufkakult adventure last episode. So if you haven't heard that, do check it out. But uh, Andy's probably in bed snoring away right now, we imagine. So yeah, he'll, he'll be back next week. He doesn't miss many episodes, and uh, especially if there's a curry going beforehand. So <laughs> he must have been unwell. But what, who we are joined by are three stellar gentlemen, of course, from Paragon Porsche here. We've got Jamie Tyler to my right. Good evening. <laughs> We've got Jason Shepherd over the table. Hello, mate. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we have proprietor Mark Sumter as well. How are you doing, Mark? Yeah, really good, Lee. Nice to see you again. Excellent. Two days in a row. Yeah, two (laughs) days in a row. Yeah, exactly that. So we were at uh, Donington yesterday for an RMA track day. We'll uh, we'll talk about that in a bit, I'm sure. Um, But yeah, so you guys have, we've just had a lovely curry that that you guys have kindly indulged us in. So yeah, highly appreciated. Thank you for that. No problem. Still sweating. <laughs> I think if Andy had been here, that Vindaloo might have helped him get over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Jason, is interested in your sweating, mate? Because we've not asked you any. We've not asked you any questions yet. Yeah. No, no, no. It's just a warm up ready for it. <laughs> so yeah, look, we we've wanted to do this for ages, gents. I know we've we've been we've been talking about it for long enough, but um, we had Mark. Obviously, you were on the on the podcast earlier this year. Yep. So that was really really good to understand a little bit about paragon as a company i think it's worth running over some of that again for those that haven't heard but if you've not heard the the podcast with mark from earlier this year definitely go and check it out i think it was last series but it certainly details a lot of your racing exploits as well mm-hmm. and uh, i noticed uh, i think have you have you added added to the trophy collection since well, <laughs> <laughs> i actually had to buy that trophy really yeah <laughs> so that was a trophy we won the uh, silverstone Brick car, 24 hour, 2008. Yeah, yeah. And uh, James Tucker, a uh, great guy that used to run Brick car, he's retired now, but he's doing um, he's doing kitchens in the Ukraine. Wow. So feeding people with mobile kitchens yeah. and things and uh, obviously raising money for that. And one of the things was who wants to bid on the trophy that has been used. And I didn't realize how, how cool it was because it actually dates back to the 80s. There's four decades of endurance racing wow so yeah. a lot before obviously brick car so there's all the will hire 24 hours and some great names on there so um so to myself and uh, the co-owner of our 997 rsr adrian slater decided to put a bid in and we we won it so that's uh, you feel like you've 
done a bit for charity but yeah, you got a nice yeah. big shiny trophy yeah, I was going to say yeah hey what are you going to do with it now we'd make an epic fruit bowl just looking at the form yeah. of it but maybe <laughs> am I doing injustice to that? Yeah, I'm not sure we're going to share it <laughs> <laughs> excellent um, so yeah as I, as I said we're, we're here in the Paragon showroom referred maybe or well, six years ago five years six ago six years and then and then we had a little fire didn't we yeah. so, <laughs> six and four years i think yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it has a, a wonderful feeling here you know you know my thoughts on on coming here max it'd be interesting to get yours on it as a as somebody that's yeah in, indulged in the paragon experience both through buying and also servicing as well so yeah yeah i mean i, I came here pre and post you know so i remember in the pre days it already you know the perception, my perception of the place was already that it was, you know, sort of, you know, almost OPC sort of standard stuff. It was always a really nice place to come. Uh, and then when the refurb came along, you know, it just took it up, you know, a few gears. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lovely place to be. Mm. Yeah, definitely. It's a nicer place to have a curry now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we, we did the refurb for ourselves as well as, well as the customers, you know, yeah. so it's a much easier place to work now because uh, you know, more than half of the, the stock used to be outside and it's tough you know when you're on the side of a road six months of the year it's it's the cars are getting dirty and we were having to put them away every night which isn't good to start and stop them yeah, yeah. and also two think, minutes yeah also lee um, was saying about the noise element by the side of the road there you know it's uh you know trying to talk to someone and and you know maintain that that conversation with that racket going on is, yeah. is, is a bit more tricky so yeah, yeah. it's fascinating yeah. to see those old pictures they come up every now and again yes. yeah 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 all those cars out the front, you know, all lined up. So there were loads of cars, tons of stock. So. We got Throwback Thursday tomorrow on um, the social. So you'll see a picture on there tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we'll have a look. <laughs> we're, we're doing it to sort of uh, show off, you know, at the, the development of the site. And uh, the only comments are like, "Look at those prices! Look, you could you could buy a nine six four for X amount." You know, and things like that. No one notices the building at all. I, I think it'd be prudent to just kind of mention how old the business is, and, and then also work out because I know we've joked about this on uh, Nine Works TV on YouTube before, but like the combined. Um, years of experience that you guys have and, and I say that because it's going to be very relevant to what we're going to go on to talk about which is the marketplace because in being as nice as possible you, you've, you have kind of seen it all so I think you're going to your opinions are going to be extremely valid when we when we kind of talk I think about. I saying market. we're old, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. 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 That's a, that's a very nice eighteen round diplomacy. Yeah. Yeah. You've just paid for the curry. Yeah. 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 So 1993, basically, okay. when we when we took over a village petrol station, had a little shop and etc. You know, and we're very keen in our very early twenties, um, and yeah, decided we wanted to specialise in Porsches, which we did. We did some VWs to start with. We were racing in the VW Cup, so we did some VWs alongside Porsches. But within a year, we were concentrating on Porsches. And um, the, you know, we soon got rid of the fuel, just needed the space for more and more cars as, as we could stock more cars. And um, I guess the first five years, we were feeling our feet a little bit. But by the late 90s, we were dedicated to you know, doing a really great job of servicing and, and buying and selling Porsches. So, so Mark, your um, Porsche experiences, would you put a year on it as 1993 or were you doing bits uh, before? We, we, or? The reason we, the, the, that we started Paragon was because I, I was working at a, a, a main dealer franchise, Jeep and Ford, mm -hmm. and uh, but driving a 911 and a friend of mine that worked with me also had a 911 and, and uh, we were 
you know, we, we were being asked because we were parking those cars around the dealership. We were being asked to look after and find cars and things. So we already had, I guess, sort of late, probably very late eighties, early nineties. We we had interest in Porsches. Yeah. yeah. Um. And and you know we we just were bored with you know our Ford sort of day job of 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 dealing with those cars and and, and things. So we just thought. It was very exciting, and you don't worry too much when you're in your early twenties. So we thought we'd just give it a go, and, and uh, yeah, the first couple of years we learned a lot. And well, you never stop learning, but you know, it's. Uh, I, I'd say five years into the business, we knew exactly what we wanted to do, and we've never really deviated from that. Yeah. Okay. So shall we maybe conservatively say put like thirty years? As thirty years on, on next that? year. Yeah, we're yeah. very close to that. Yeah. 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 And, and then uh, Jamie was with us. 29 years in January. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Are you counting? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Okay. So were you like a customer at, like first and then like... No. So I, I actually started off on the pumps. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah wicked. <laughs> so it was a very personalized little village petrol station where people used to come in. We used to serve them petrol, do their tire pressures, um, have a little shop. So we used to be open on Sunday morning for people coming in the village to collect their papers and stuff. And it sort of like evolved on from there. So the petrol side of it, then um, obviously the supermarket started becoming a lot cheaper and it did, didn't work. And we wanted to obviously progress the business in selling more cars and yeah. having more forecourt space. Uh, so then um, went on to the valeting side of the business, doing some car cleaning and stuff. And then gradually worked on sales. And I mean, sales, I mean, I hadn't had any sales experience or anything. I just was good at, speaking to people and obviously enthusiastic about what we were doing and it just worked and sort of like went on from there really excellent okay so what how many years do we put on on you then well that's the first time i actually started in the most trade was when i started here so prior to that i mean i'd always been a porsche fan and porsche enthusiast never had the chance to own one and obviously until i worked here some years on but um yeah and it just you know gradually worked up through the ranks really so onto sales and then started buying cars and stuff so wealth experience really now yeah, yeah. i think you, jamie's probably been in sales for 25 years yeah yeah it probably yeah, is right. now yeah okay. yeah all yeah. right so so we need to be sales legend yeah and then jason so the new boy yeah <laughs> he always says this when, when we interview him on nine works tv yeah, yeah. he goes yeah i'm the new boy i've only been here god knows how long yeah yeah it's um I still don't know the date, whether it was November the 15th or 19th, but it was 2005 okay. that I started here. Um, so it's 17 years, very shortly. Um, Not the and counting either. <laughs> no, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Um, um, I'm still expecting the carriage clock. Um, but uh, yeah, so I came here from, I did two years in a main dealer, another franchise, um, actually Volvo, believe it or not. Um which probably would give most people the wrong sort of impression because I was actually, have always been a bit of a car nut. Um, just took a long time to actually get into the business. And, um, you know, a mate of mine saw an advert um, for this little place called Paragon, uh, I think in the Brighton Argus where he was living. And he said, you should give them a, a buzz. And, uh, and I did. And, um, yeah, I mean... If you've seen the pictures, you've seen what what they've done to me since then. <laughs> so now, yeah, after after fifteen years, I was allowed to be in charge of the uh, Nespresso machine upstairs. And uh, yeah, every now and again, they allow me to take someone for a test drive. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I'm absolutely crap at math. So 
we need to add all of that 75. up really is that what it is i think so okay yeah right yeah pretty yeah. much isn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. wow yeah. yeah yeah not not long not long yeah between <laughs> us yeah it's, it's quite a while isn't it yeah i mean I, I do honestly still feel like the the the, the new boy most of the time i mean we, we've got we've now got a, a, a young chap working with us who's sort of uh, opening our eyes to uh you know a bit more of the social media side of things and uh called george he's great um but so i can't really lay claim to the new boy thing anymore this will be, be me signing off as new boy yeah. <laughs> so look let's get down to like business with like the marketplace because i think um everyone's quite intrigued to see kind of what's happening at the moment and as i say the context that you guys can provide i think is is crucial and that, that's exactly why max and i have made the journey to come here alongside the curry mm-hmm. um so you know where, where are we at at the moment is is there a bit of a wobble or are things kind of nice and sturdy or what's the what's the scenario generally speaking there's still a shortage of new cars arriving at opcs um but i have to say we, we, we were discussing this obviously preempting this and uh, we're definitely being offered a, a few more later cars so 991s and 992s okay um, I haven't seen any price correction yet, but you know, normally, obviously, if there's there's a few cars floating around. Although, having said that, it's it was a flurry of cars, and it, and it's gone back to normal. I think in the last few days. So, our numbers for selling are consistent, um, but probably where the inquiry levels. I should ask these two. Really, they want the fingers on the pulse more than me. But I think, I think it feels to me like sort of sub a hundred thousand pounds definitely like you know still 997 gen twos are very good news and you know the, you're sort of 50 60 70 thousand pound cars the phone's ringing for mm-hmm. a little bit less with the uh, hundred thousand plus right okay yeah i think I, I yeah i think that's 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 fair i mean you know we're a relatively you know low number high quality sort of little place um you know, we're not selling millions and millions of these things. And so therefore, you know, to be too scientific about it would be disingenuous, I think, mm-hmm. really. So this is all subjective and, um, and, and, and it's, and things change so much here. You know, we can be busy when we're not expecting to be busy and we can be quiet when we're thinking this, this is going to be a, a kind of bumper weekend or yeah, something yeah. like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's probably not good for the premise of the show, that. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think what Marcus just said in terms of that, that, that there definitely was a little flurry of, of these late cars being offered. It has quietened off again, though, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. And, mm. um, yeah, I mean, in terms of the buying side of things, there's still quite a lot of bubbly conversations going on. Maybe not quite at the rate, you know, that it has been but as i said you know things fluctuate and, and change around so quickly here that you know it's, it would be hard to make a, a big call on that i don't yeah. it's certainly nothing as compared to what you see in the news you know maybe that's a micro you know because we're in our own little microcosm mm. here and, and that sort of stuff well i think you guys are a pretty good kind of uh litmus test almost for, for this and that's why i think asking you guys the, the question is pretty relevant because maybe in difference to a lot of other specialists in the industry certainly in this country uh you guys at paragon 
buy the cars you know you're not taking cars in on sale or return it's quite easy to mm. just fill your forecourt up with other people's cars and almost see if they're yeah. going to sell on spec yeah. you know you you mm. guys quite literally put your your money where your mouth is and buy the cars in yeah. and then sell them as your car so mm. yeah th- th- this is what i mean it's you guys are really well placed to kind of know mm. yeah it, it makes it quite tough to look at the cars that are being advertised because no one advertises well, I don't know anyone that advertises to say we're selling this on behalf of. So it's quite hard when you're looking at other dealers. Yeah, adverts. yeah. You, you don't know how many people are trying to sell their cars, whether they're owned by dealers or whether they're sitting somewhere on sale or return. It's quite hard to know. Mm. One of the strangest things is that our finance penetration's gone up, yeah, you know, so, since the interest oh, yeah. rate Seriously? has started okay. to rise. Yeah. yeah. Th- these guys have been... Mm. I thought that crumble away. Yeah, yeah. it's it's the exact opposite, which... (laughs) Yeah, that that is extraordinary. I mean... Is that maybe because people who were umming and ahhing, maybe thinking, bloody hell, I'd better get on with this if I'm going to do it. Yeah, because the rates haven't really gone up. You know, they've gone up probably 1%, but they're probably likely to go up 3 or 4%. So maybe people are thinking, let's get fixed into a four-year finance deal, you know, at, at sort of just under 7% APR or whatever it is today because it's soon going to be 9.9 APR. You know, yeah, it's yeah, definitely yeah. heading that way. Yeah. So, when, yeah, maybe. When people are coming in and they're in that 50, 60, 70 space or 50, 60 space, are people calling saying that they want to buy a 997 or they want to buy a 991? Or are people coming in for 997 and leaving with a 991? Or are they just looking for a 911? Because that's an interesting space you know 907.2s and 901.1s there's some interesting crossover generally we keep it quite open with people don't we and almost guide you know get a feel for what people want and try and guide them in the right direction of what we feel is going to be a best car for them really yeah but but i I do think that people are coming in with a budget and then working at what fits in my budget let me test you know we we are testing quite a you know a 997.2 obviously gts Against an early 991 at the yeah, same yeah. price range. Yeah, yeah so that's quite interesting. That's an interesting space. That's a, that's a great test for Nineworks TV, that. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, we've, we've actually had that precise thing recently, Max, um, where someone was actually coming along, I think primarily they, they had 991 in their mind. Um, we spent, you know, we always spend quite a long time with people trying to make sure that, you know, because I, I always think it's, it's really important that we do put in the spade work and try and make sure that if they are going to buy a Porsche 911, that it is the right one for mm. them, um, regardless of, you know, prior reading and, you know, not, you know, knowledge digging around on the internet and all that sort of stuff. Um, because that's what pays off in terms of, you know, it's not just an altruistic thing, it's a long-term business sense thing. Um, because, you know, those people will enjoy that car more if they get it right first time around and they yeah. will therefore trust more, you know, what we have to say to them and the guidance that we give. Um, and so a guy with relevance to what you're saying, 991, came in pretty sure he was going to go 991. We spoke for, you know, several hours or whatever and he is going 997 and he's actually going GTS, but yeah. Oh. Um, so, you know, it, 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 it does happen a lot. Um, yeah. This is where it's so good doing this episode again, because, you know, we're, we're after hours here and, so, you know, we've got a bit more time. The phones aren't going and, and, and whatnot. And it's just nice. To, I, I don't know what you think to this, Max, but it's nice to ask you guys these sorts of questions because, you know, we just walk in the door as kind of customers and it's 
not so much that you're on the other side of the fence, but I know we've spoken before, before for example, about you, you, you're not selling cars, really. You're kind of educating people as well. And that's a really good point that you made, Jason. So someone might walk through the door and be really hell-bent. I've, I've always wanted a GT3. Um, but there's almost a responsibility on your shoulders to make sure they're in the right car. And that car might yeah. not necessarily be the one they think they want. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and so yeah. it's it's kind of, there's, there's yeah. real responsibility there. Yeah. And it's fun. I mean, it's actually, you know, we've all been doing this for a long time. Um, and it's fun. It, it actually, it, it is the kind of, you know, in, in, in this business still, if they're new, obviously the, the people we're talking about are effectively new to us anyway, if not the Porsche um, world. And and it's all about trust, you know. And, and so... The greater interest that you show in them and, and the greater experience that you can show you've got, then the more that trust is likely to build mm. and, you know, and you get to know each other and then it's more of a laugh, you know, which fundamentally is kind of helpful to, you know, a, a fun sort of life, isn't it? You know, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> as well, doesn't it? How interesting and broad Porsche sports cars are. Yes. Because if you aren't coming in with a fixed car or a fixed model, generation in mind but with a 60 grand budget then there's a really interesting breadth of cars not just different 911s but you know oh, yeah. one box to gts mm. yeah yeah, you throw yeah. That into the mix as well yeah yeah and, it, and within one brand such a range of interesting cars yeah I, I wonder if um if people come in with a preconceived idea that buying the younger car is going to cost them less you know for servicing and things and i wonder you know i'd like to think that we demonstrate to them that, that the cars are all taken to the same quality. You know, so we, obviously you, you've driven a lot of our cars, Lee, and, you know, you, you can drive an air-cooled car and it will be serviced to the same standard as, a, you know, as any other car in, yeah. in the showroom. We don't sort of say, well, that one's a bit older, so expect some problems. You know, it's, they're all serviced to the same thing. So maybe I'd like to think that a bit of reassurance that, you know, a, a 10- or 12-year-old 911 is going to serve them well and not, you know, when they come in two years' time for their service, it's not going to actually have to spend money restoring the car. Yeah, oh, definitely. So um, just away from the mics, Jason and I were recording a little piece for 996 Turbos for, for a video that uh, we're going to release soon. And again, Jason, you made a really kind of valid point, and it's something you guys have always said, you know, buy the very best car you can with with the money you've got. And, you know, some people make the mistake of going, you know, buying a car that might be a couple of grand cheaper or something, but not realizing that actually it's got 10 grand's worth of maintenance, like directly mm. ahead of it and stuff. Um, it, it, you know, that it's a, mm. it's a, it's a common and, and, or an easy, easy mistake to make almost, you know, you, you, you do absolutely have to like buy the very best you can, you can afford anyway, you know. I remember Lee, when, when, um, when we first met, actually, when, we used my 997 in the 997 um, Carrera uh, dual, dual test yes. for Louis's car. Yes. And I brought my spreadsheet along yeah. for Kyle, you know, where I'd plotted, you know, from when I bought it, you know, each service and what I'd spent on it over the years, however long I'd had it at that time. And, uh, and I showed that to you. And your sort of first comment was seeing the first couple of years where there weren't really a lot there. You know, I'd come back for an MOT. Yeah. I put my winter tyres on it so yeah. I could go to Italy. And you said, well, there you go. You know, that's why you buy a car from Paragon. Because you didn't really do anything for the first two years. You yeah. just came back for a 
were an MOT and to put your winter tyres on. And off you went again. That's a good point, you see. Then, yeah, exactly that. So, you know, two years kind of free motoring almost because you've bought the right car. Yeah. You compare that to, you know, my uh, 996 snot box outside. <laughs> you know, I, I got a deal on that. I was, I was delighted to get a deal. I was even more delighted when it turned up and it had tape across the roof. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, duct tape. And, 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 you know, as we know, it triggers broom now more than anything. So that, that just completely kind of personifies that adage of buying the right yeah. car really it's yeah. given you some interesting content though isn't it oh, it's, it's, it's the gift that keeps on giving you yeah. know, yesterday yes so, yeah so yeah listeners may not know and i'm not sure about the guys around the table but as as we mentioned earlier in the podcast um mark and i bumped into each other at an rma track day at donnington yesterday and uh you were there in your gt3 mm. and and I was very, very grateful to have some passenger laps out in that. Actually, I think I did more laps in your car than <laughs> as a passenger than I did driving my own because, yeah, three laps in, the uh, brake pedal's gone right to the bulkhead and that, that was the end of play for me. So, yeah, it's a bit of a shame. But uh, like you say, while the guys at RPM were having a quick look as kind of part of their service for track days there, I was really disappointed. I left my house at five in the morning, drove up to Derbyshire, did three laps. And that was it. But I thought, well, while we're here, you know, get the camera out and just get whoring the content, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, the life of a journalist, yeah. really. But, uh, yeah. So, so Mark, uh, just thinking about that philosophy, you said after five years of running the business, you knew, you know, what the business was that you wanted to, to build. Was it, was there, was that philosophy to get the business to where it is now, you know, as the paragon that we, that we know? Because, I, you know, I, I, I think when I was... You know, I'd spent, well, obviously I'd spent really my whole life building up to buying my car, but, you know, I'd been looking seriously for maybe, you know, a couple of years and, you know, looking on the internet and reading magazines and I'd built up a perception of places where I thought I would buy a car from, uh, you know, and that was all based from, uh, mainly from magazines, but also from online. And there weren't very many, um, you know, OPCs and you guys, a handful of other people. So I came here. Um, so... You'd obviously done a good job of, of building a brand. Was that was that always how it was supposed to be? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, when we when we bought the garage, it was called Five Ashes Service Station, and it was important to us that we that we named it. You know, that we were proud of the name of it. We didn't want to. So obviously, you know, in, in the branding of the garage from day one, thinking we actually wanted to build, you know, a brand and and um, and, and and be proud of it. In the early you know, it was very, very scary in your early 20s to sort of buy a village garage and be a Porsche specialist. And this was in 93, and there was a, you know, quite a big recession going on and things. Early on, we just wanted to be really, really busy. And, and for the first couple of years, we were busy because we were cheap. And, that, and people were coming to us because we were the cheapest. Yeah. And I soon, or we soon learned that actually we wanted people to come here because they wanted to deal with us because we were the best, not, not the cheapest. So in, in doing that, obviously you have to, you know, you've, if, if you want to be the best at something, you've got to spend money on staff and on the premises and, you know, on the equipment and all of that. And then you've, you know, you're putting yourself on a pedestal. So you've really got to, you, you've got to keep proving yeah. it all the time. So, um, it, as I say, I think probably three to five years is when we thought, right, you know, we, we, it, it was sort of, you could make money by, sort of undercutting people and being a bit cheaper and a bit more flexible on fitting, you know, aftermarket parts and all that sort of thing. And we thought, well, this isn't the business that we want. It, it, it wasn't attracting the customer base that we wanted to deal with. Uh, 
we, we're competitive with our racing and we, we, you know, we like winning on the track and, you know, it's, so, so it's, I suppose we're just competitive and we wanted to, 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 to be the best that we can be. Um, and, and that's, you know, I'm, I'm really fussy with my own cars in my own little collection of cars and things. And I thought, well, I want, I want every single car that leaves here to be as good as it can be and, and to, would sit in my collection of cars. And, yeah. and, I, and I suppose if you're discerning with your own choices, yeah. then, you know, and there isn't a car that leaves here that I wouldn't sell to my best mate. And that's, that's, you know, hand on heart what we do here. And, mm. and it actually gets easier if you do that, because you know that if, if ever something goes wrong, it's not for the lack of trying. It's not because we've cut corners, because yeah. we just don't do that. You know, yeah. we, we do exactly what we say on the tin, basically, yeah. which a lot of people, I'm afraid, in the motor trade, not, not running there in any other Porsche garage, but just generally in the motor trade, yeah. if you do the job, well and do exactly what you say you're going to do and you're honest and 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 straightforward it puts you in the top 10 percent. you know yeah. it really does yeah. yeah 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 and 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 things when they do go wrong because they still go wrong because there's still things that you can't you know odds or whatever you've both i mean your customer and you both understand that it's not for want of trying and for want of you know the cutting corners thing you know so it's 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 a really it's quite a nice thing i mean i i you know before i ever sold anyone a car i would tell them exactly that you know i say you know i look around and i show you know 25 porsches that are here and i say you know i've gone through everything that we do you know we're buying these things we're owning them we're going through the workshops twice before they come to you everything you know um great detail and and i say but one of these cars despite all of this one of them will go wrong in the next year. Something will go wrong. And, and it's like quite refreshing to, to sort of have that conversation with people and just say, say, you know, at that point, you know, neither of us, this is so that you know that neither of us want that to have happened mm. or whatever. And then the true sign of a, a good place is we both want it sorted out. PDQ because it's a pain in the ass for you and it's a pain in the ass for us and it's not what it's about this is supposed to be fun yeah, you know yeah, yeah. so you know and that's a really it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's I think probably quite a powerful kind of thing to to introduce into a into a, into a conversation with somebody yeah, that's well, thinking about it, yeah. I think it is I mean my my situation you know when everybody's different everyone's you know here for different reasons buying for different reasons you know I was I'd built up a you know, a pot of money because I, you know, I wanted to buy outright. I didn't want to buy that. You know, I had an idea of ownership. Yeah. You know, and that being being a thing. So the money that I had, you know, I knew I was going to have to really spend it all. Mm. Uh, you know, so I was leaving myself potentially exposed financially. So I couldn't afford any really major bills. You know, I couldn't afford to rebuild the engine and that sort of thing. So uh, you know, so I I took that you know sort of leap of faith or you know went into that trust relationship and you know I thought. Know, and I bought the car from here, and and that really was all the money that I that I had, and I was going to daily the thing as well. You know, it was my only car. I didn't have another car. Yeah. I had to trade that in. Uh, so, um, so yeah, yeah. So, I, and that's what I did on it, and it worked. Yeah, yeah, it's a cracker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a cracker. Absolute cracker. What I love as well, and I hope people can like hear your smile through the mic almost, but like you're still buzzing from that experience, like clearly, yeah, you know. Exciting. So, yeah, as exciting. it should be of an i eleven purchase, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It was a big thing. You know, I was thirty six years old. It was the you know fulfillment of a dream. It's a special day. I was a late developer because I went through exactly the same thing as Max through here. 
um, buying the 993, but I was, I, was, I was just on the cusp of 40. So, uh, yeah, and, and it's, it's funny, isn't it? Even, and this is the other thing, people don't realise, you know, yes, I work in, and we work in the business and stuff, but, you know, we're all humans and we all go through the same thing. And I've been effectively on both sides of, of the desk, you know, <laughs> and I've gone through all of those, am I worth it? Should I do this? You know, can I, and I've, you know, I've upped my own budget by 50% in order to go for the car, <laughs> which, you know, I wanted eventually. And, all that sort of stuff. and I have to say that, you know, the bloke that sold it to me was all right. Um, <laughs> he's sitting to my right right now and actually signs off my paycheck. Um, but, you know, and, and, and it was one of the best decisions that I've ever made. So, mm. you know, you, you, you probably remember the night before you got your first car. Though. I mean, you can't explain to people the feeling you get with these things, can you? And it's nice no. that we give the experience to our customers yeah. that are buying them from yeah, us as well. Yeah. Yeah. The, the mixture of complete elation yeah. and complete terror, <laughs> petrification. <laughs> yeah. It's quite an excitement. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the funny thing that I can, I can remember, you know, people say, Oh, do you remember where you were when you did this or heard that or all that kind of thing? I remember where I was in Reading, walking home from work, when we were chatting on the telephone and we agreed the deal. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, it's it. nice. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was just coming out of Marks and Spencer's, cutting through from the station, walking home. <laughs> <laughs> and you really we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, you know, it's, it's special times, isn't it? It's like, you know, most people remember where they, like, met their wife or whatever. <laughs> 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 I remember that night. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. 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 We'll ask Andy to edit that. Stitch you up. So, guys, you know, I asked at the kind of at the start of the podcast about kind of where the where the market's at. You know, it'd be interesting to see where where it goes from here, of course. But we are coming off the back of uh, well, a busy period. You know, post pandemic, there really was a boom, and so many people used the COVID outbreak and, and the lockdowns that followed to kind of pull the trigger, carpe diem buy the car they've always wanted so it has it's definitely been busy for the motor trade i'm, I'm sure you'll agree with that mm, of yeah. of those customers that have have been in in that period was there a noticeable uptake in first-time porsche buyers or were people like already who had a porsche upgrading or or adding to a collection i'd say there was a large percentage of new buyers on you yeah, I, I mean, I guess that's that's, that's a really that's a really good question. Um, I mean, here I sometimes joke with people: we almost have an unhealthy amount of repeat business, um, which is <laughs> a lovely, lovely, lovely problem to have. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I think you're right. I think that there, there was an influx of, of of new people that are now no longer so new, probably because yeah, we're yeah. a couple of years on from the you know start of all that. Um, I think, I think that's, yeah, I mean, we could always do, you know, new, yeah, new blood into, into the system sort of thing. But I think that's what's kind of continuing though, to a degree, to quite a degree, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, right, right now, you know, I think that's a, that's a reflection from, you know, the last month kind of thing. Um, but, hmm. As to as to whether I mean over the uh, you know anal- analyzing it for the whole two years thing, I yeah I probably need a bit more time and a bit of paper 
it's it's a strange way of doing business as well wasn't it with click and collect and everything it was just completely different to what we're used to doing wasn't it you know taking away the test drives and everything and yeah i think that's where uh, fundamentally us having been around for such a long time and been doing what we've been doing for such a long time and people knowing that we've been doing what we've been doing for such a Mm. long time really paid off yeah yeah because it made you know yeah people's buying habits changed in terms of there was much more i mean they had to click and collect wherever from um, doing it on one of these cars, I mean, gosh, was that, that's, was that's that a scary prospect. Was that or easier then from your point of view? It was much easier. It was really? much, here, I mean, it, well, it, was, it became much easier than it had been previously. Yeah. That's the question. Um, I mean, it was all very alien to us because we like people, the whole interaction of people coming in and driving things and yeah. seeing what we do and talking mm. to them. And that side of it was taken away to a certain extent. But, oh, yeah. Well, mm. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the, I think where the change in people's buying behavior, um, paid off probably more maybe i don't know obviously i don't know the other people players in the market whatever but it certainly paid off quite well for us was was because people felt confident yeah you know they had they if they did a you know a google search or 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 read you know something that you know you guys have written or or whatever you know they they saw that they could do this confidently and and this was an easy decision to do this here maybe more than some other places because of the work that happened over the previous 25 years i can imagine that working for you guys you know i I used to say to people when people ask me you know because they know i'm into it they might say i'm thinking about doing this or that or something and i used to not i used to flippantly say i was going to say jokingly say but i don't mean it as a joke i'd say it flippantly saying i'd buy a car off jamie over the phone you know so if you are looking you know you can look there with confidence yeah and i guess yeah. that paid dividends in that yeah time, no it did yeah people yeah. had yeah. to do yeah <laughs> they had to buy a car off you over the phone and i guess um, that, that has sort of carried over there's no excuse now for people not coming and visiting and buying but you still are you know you the guys tell me i mean obviously i don't sell too much here but uh the, you know the guys are quite often saying that this is the first time the customers meeting the car yeah, you know, yeah. Wow, when they're yeah. collecting it. Wow. Yeah, so, so there were a lot still, of remote business we do. Yeah. I mean, obviously, not, not to the degree it was, but yeah. I guess that probably I don't know, a couple of times a month, maybe three or four times a month, that's that, that's still happening, that they're, you know, meeting the car for the first time. Yeah, yeah. And so, that's, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, a, that's, a, I mean, I can imagine how, you know, we've done a lot of groundwork to get to that point. Um, and, you know, someone should be happy and, and they're going to be happy, but there's still that element within probably customer and, you know, even ourselves thinking, you know, gosh, I, I, hope, I hope this goes as well as it should, you know, as it always has done mm. or whatever, but it's, um, yeah, it's happening a lot still. All right then. So with that in mind and, and how maybe kind of the buying habits of, of enthusiasts has changed post COVID, has the uh, boom in online auction platforms been a kind of a, a help or a hindrance to your business, which is kind of has a bit more of a traditional approach, i.e. with a showroom? <laughs> uh, well, I don't think it's been a hindrance, to be honest. Um, I'm, I'm sure that there are, you know, there's been, we've probably lost a few deals, you know, someone's, the perceived value of buying uh, a car on auction. Um, but there's a lot of people that watch that and it, and it, uh, and it gets the juices flowing, you know, they, mm. they're not, they don't want to do it. They don't want to buy a car in that way, but it's a lot of people just watch, you know, they, they're just viewers of these auctions. Um, a little bit like they might may have watched a YouTube clip or something and, um, 
And I think it excites them on a Sunday night to do that and actually think maybe gets them the thought process going to actually making a purchase themselves. I don't, I don't, we've, well, we've got a few customers that have bought from it, but, but only not yeah. non-Porsches, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Some odd, oddball stuff that they've bought that's sort of cheap yeah. and they, they're quite happy to sort of risk 10 or 15,000 on, but. Not big purchases, do you think? No, not, 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 not our customers. Not our customers no, no, I can't think of any. It was interesting you said the word risk there as well, mm. like, you know, but mm. again, I think for my 10 cents on it is that there's, there's room for all these different ways of buying. And I, I think uh, as a journalist, anyway, I kind of feel responsibility to just help educate that there's no right or wrong way. It's just what's right for you and your situation. So for some people, an online auction, that might be a way to go. If, like you say, you want to uh, roll the dice or you maybe want a project car or whatever, but there's there's a, there's a difference, you know, and I think the danger is when people compare or they, they use auction prices as a yardstick for the value of that model generally or something. That's That gets quite dangerous because, yeah. you know... Yeah, I mean, there's a huge... Obviously, each car that's on an online auction unless it's a big collection and, and you know the collection, but each car is individual. It's like, it would be like saying, I'm going to buy privately because I trust all private owners. Or Exa- something. Yeah, you exactly can't, that. You know, they're, yeah. all, they're, they're different people. The cars have all done different things, had different paths. So it's, you know, it might be under the banner of one auction, but there's, you know, if there's 15 Porsches being sold, they're in 15 different places with 15 different owners and they've yeah, had 15 yeah. different lives. You yeah. Know? So, but, but it's it, dangerous when you compare, you know, people might, yeah, compare a, an auction result to a car sitting in a showroom that's kind of backed up with full service history, a 12 month warranty and, and kind of good to go. But it's almost like, I think where people get caught up in the moment, as you said, they kind of forget about all that. Yes, that, that's yeah, for, yeah. you know my yeah. observation. Yeah, anyway. no, I, I agree, and I think where the online auctions have done very well is that they've upped their game with the amount of images, and this gives people a sort of more comfort. But actually, it's, if you actually analyse those images, it's just quite a lot of images of things. You know, of, it, is the red front wing, is the middle of the wing, is the edge of the wing. You know, you can't read. They're just images. Mm. You know, it's it's it, it's the important thing to me is when you click on some of these things and look for the service history and quite often they're very limited on the amount of images of the service book or the mm. recent expenditure or the, you know and things like that so they're just yeah it's it's buy beware isn't it with that it's mm. you know it's that yeah there, there will have been some great buys and there will be some really bad cars you know and there's and then a lot of lot in between all of that so, yeah. yeah 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 um it, it's Sometimes we sell people their second portion, not their first portion, and quite often that's because they've had a bad experience, whether it be you know the wrong dealer or a private sale or an auction, and, and they they know they still want a Porsche, but they they maybe didn't buy the best car to start with, and they buy their second one from us. Yeah, yeah. Do you find people again in this kind of post-COVID world, from from your point of view as a specialist dealer, do you find people using their cars more? Rather than, you know, they get hidden away and squirreled away in collections, people are actually... I think driving. since COVID, a lot of people are doing more trips and definitely using their cars a lot more, aren't they? Hmm. I think it's given, you know, if people aren't having to use their car as transport to get to and from work as much, yeah. they can have a car, you know, a car that they have dreamt about rather than a, a vehicle just to get them 
into the city or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I think, or, or leave at the train station. You know, I hear people sort of say, they have a ni- nice car now because they're not having to leave it every day at the train station. <laughs> You can vouch for that, Max, yeah. can't you? you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he, he, that, that trend has made me wonder whether I could slightly change my... Yes, Max, you, know, you can change it. It just makes me, you know, I'm always looking for an excuse to think about another variation. Yes. <laughs> the answer's the answer yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you're here. <laughs> but it is an interesting point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lee, Lee said carpe diem earlier on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I, I, I did it. I mean, I bought my car in September 2020. You know, so that was a pretty... Wow. You know, that was you know not wanting to sound flippant this time you know it, it really was a I keep it dead by Christmas yeah you know, there was so much unknown you know, looking yeah back, yeah there was a lot yeah. of unknown at that point yeah and, yeah. and, and I nearly bottled it mm. um, and I thought no let's just do it just do it you know, it's always going to have a value which you can realise so just do it it was, it was quite an, an out of character move mm. for me so yeah it really was a cop idea yeah and, and the using it thing I mean you know, I've got I've got this other car, and um, a GT two nine nine six. We've got to put that in there. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That that shiny black, yeah, yeah, shiny yeah, black yeah. car. Yeah, and and you know, I was a bit worried about you know getting out, and I had this idea for this big European trip, and all that was supposed to happen in twenty twenty. You know, and uh, I'm going under the bus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. No. Somebody really let you down on this. Uh, well, you know, I, I gradually got the car out, Max, and, and started shaking it down, ready for this you know, European trip. And, and then a, a, a really good friend of mine, in Knight in Shining Armour, some might view him as, you know, suggested this trip to Stuttgart, you know, and um, and then he booked it for the, the only weekend that I couldn't do in about four years. <laughs> And uh, yeah, and, and off he went. I've forgotten what's happened to him. <laughs> I mean, the, the thing is, for for a good number of years, Jason was going on and on about owning this nine nine six GT two, and I thought, <laughs> I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I turned up here in January. There was one in the showroom. He was standing next to, but it wasn't until the fried eggs meet at uh, Heritage Park Centre you came along and drove the thing. So I did, He's did, been did believe it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You'll have to, we you know. scared him. <laughs> <laughs> Can't drive it on those tyres. Yeah. Yeah, but, but you know, you, you're a case in point, you know, because yeah, you, you've you've actually yeah, dusted it off and actually like you know driven yeah. the thing this year. So. Yeah, no, yeah, and it's been it's been unsurprisingly, it's been bloody brilliant, and you know, mm-hmm. it's like what a plonker, you know, for <laughs> not getting it out earlier. What a prat, and uh, so yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, can't be doing again. I mean, it really. Getting out and using them, yes, it is. It is more prevalent, and uh, hope, I hope, I really hope that, that continues. I hope people aren't just going to lock them away again and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, I, I, it, there's so much more to talk about, isn't there? That when people are actually using them, because we're all actually experiencing these things and can compare notes and stuff, and it's fun. There was a pit lane full of them yesterday, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. yeah but I mean, it was and great. And it. some cars that a lot of people would say, oh, we won't be using Mark 1 GT3s anymore. They've gone up in value, and no one's going to use them. And there were five or six in a yeah, pit lane yesterday. Yeah, and this Fantastic. is it. Yeah, and, and you know, yeah. great to see it's what those cars were built for. I think, yeah. yeah, a couple of years ago, you know, there wouldn't have been, I would say, there wouldn't have been that many of those no, cars, I you know, I, I just expected to see some very modern 
you know, Porsches in the pit lane and, and it was a good proportion of, of cars over 15 years old. Definitely, definitely. And it, being driven well and hard, you know, it's good. 100%. Really good. Yeah, it was. It was, it was fantastic. You know, it was, it was refreshing to just not just see a load of 991 GT cars or whatever mm. that you would perhaps expect to at a, at a place like that. But, um, mm. yeah, certainly as an enthusiast, I think is a kind of a sign of, of where we're at. But again, you guys are, perhaps a little bit more in the coal face there and and have a, a better kind of barometer on if, if people are actually driving these things or not so um well i think i i think you sort of touched on it earlier you know there's a there's well max did actually i mean there's a obviously we've been through quite a hard well a few years now haven't we you know yeah. there's always something yeah. to worry about when you yeah. put the tv on and obviously at the moment it's you know there's not a lot of respite from it so i think actually the, the one thing you can do is get in your car and drive isn't yeah. it and put a smile on your face and Feel actually, good you know it yeah. does it, it really yeah. it's it's become more important i think to have a, a, a release and something that you you know a little bit of maybe uh, is it selfish or whatever i don't know but you know to actually do some something that makes you happy and smile and and yeah, yeah. um yeah yesterday i mean there was there was a good vibe in uh, you know in a not only in the live pit lane but the, the social aspect of uh, a track day like that it was just obviously a Porsche only track day. It was a really good thing. Wasn't uh, it, it was brilliant. And then my sentiment, Mark, coming away from that track day was, you know, you'd never have known there was a recession looming. And I mean that in a really positive way, yeah. you know, like yeah, everyone yeah, was yeah. buzzing to be there. It was, it was, yeah, like you say, atmosphere was fantastic. Everybody mm. using the cars. And um, that, that is absolutely what it, what it should be about, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but look, so in the corner of the, of the showroom here, there's a lovely early long bonnet 911S. Oh, is it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, edit. He'll leave that in. Okay, so, yeah. But the point still kind of stands. I think it is the only long bonnet car in here, I think, from yes, what I can see. Yeah, so yeah. is, uh, although that's G-Series Speedster next to it, is, is rather lovely. Um are they the, the super, super early Porsches, are they more difficult to sell? We only have one of them, so <laughs> it's, it's difficult to say, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but I would, I would think that maybe people adding to collections might slow a little bit. You know, maybe, I don't, I think people that love driving their 911s, that, you know, it'll sort of last thing they, they get rid of even in hard times. But if you've got four or five, or whatever cars in a collection maybe you can live with three or four or something mm. so um i would guess that classics will suffer a little bit as people have to pull their belt in uh, but we're really discerning on the again obviously on the quality of the classics we got so if anyone is in the market for a classic car buy the best you know and, yeah and that's what we like to think we've got so yeah um, i think i think we're still buying air-cooled cars for stock where um you know and again i I like to use kind of covid as a line in the sand moment and and with different behaviors and whatnot i wonder if like you know we're saying there's maybe some more first-time buyers have come into the market in the past couple of years and and i just wonder if with like the super super early stuff considering under like the march of time as well and there are more say like millennials coming into the marketplace they're not necessarily going to turn to a 911 e uh, and it is an E, <laughs> yeah. but, but you know, or, or, or an early G series or something, because there might not that be, be the emotional attachment as the generation X or whatever well, it was that grew, grew right. up yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, so, and, and that's what I mean in, in, in that regard, do, do 
and do you anticipate going forward those earlier stuff will be a a harder sell is that kind of less of an attractive proposition to such a wide audience i think because they're so iconic because you'd think that with a 356 speedster wouldn't you and i mean that car is a 356 speedster you know the newest one is 64 years old or something yeah. you know so yeah. but yeah. but they're still using them in films videos you know music videos and all that sort of thing so i think in a way um iconic porsches won't suffer like other cars would suffer it's, you know i think they've still got a relevance but the 911e uh, you know 1979-11e it is an old car when you drive it it hasn't obviously got modern features and mm. you know it, it's so it does sit in a collection i think I, I think that and yeah definitely we have to be a bit careful because to me that's it's it's a relevant sort of classic car because i remember seeing them when they weren't that old but a lot of our customers are coming in now and to them a classic porsche is a 996 mm. you know whereas to me that's a modern porsche yeah 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 yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, yeah, well, it's difficult, isn't it? And actually, that that kind of goes on quite nicely because I remember having uh, one of many conversations here in years gone by. You, you guys have always been a real kind of evangelist for nine on seven dot two, as just you know, my words, not yours, but last quintessential like traditional nine eleven in terms of like yeah, yeah. size, layout, and everything else. Um, and and I think yeah, you know, for 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 a good while, certainly my early years at Total Nine Eleven, general market behavior or whatever would probably point to that and the 991 when it came out everyone thought oh this is massive this car and uh, you know as, as you pointed out jason you know electric steering and and everything else but now it almost seems like the 991.1 has kind of taken that mantle of perhaps being a 911 sweet spot i don't know like do you guys agree with that or i think i think yeah i mean it's certainly moving into that sphere i'm i don't think it's quite overtaken you know 907 gen 2 is is you know the the buzz thing at the moment i think it's getting my i think it's certainly moved on massively and and with really good reason i'm not saying that just because max is the other side of me (laughs) 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 oh yeah hang on a minute we've got to downgrade this haven't we but um yeah it's uh it, it's it's it is getting there it really it really is getting there and, and this is a kind of work in progress i think and um i'm glad i'm really glad because they are really really nice cars i mean i think yeah. we were looking at you know briefly before we went on on air at the the amaranth uh red car yeah. that we've got and i know i it's car which I don't think I would ever have thought I would like, you know, a de- a d- 10 years ago sort of thing. It just draws you and in, yeah, doesn't it? It's, 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 a, it's not such a lovely thing. It's, it's beautiful. A, you know, standard Carrera and all that sort of stuff. And I've driven it. I've been a few miles in it. And, and it's just sweet, you know. Mm. It's really sweet. And I love it. I love the noise. I love, you know, it's just proper cool. And, um, I mean, I can't believe I'm saying it really. <laughs> but, but it is. It's really, really lovely. So... Yeah, I mean, nine seven Gen two. You're right. We are, we are. You know, I'm, 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 we're all massively into them. We think they're great. You know, if if they're right, they're great. And um, I don't know. We've only got two or three at the moment, but and we wish we could have half a dozen at yeah. any given time. Yeah. Um, you know, size, feel, character, modernity enough thereof, and uh, you know, and just fun. I mean, I, I always feel at home as soon as I jump back in one. Yeah. I feel, you know, and uh, yeah, they really can sort of 
they are for I don't know for 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 a lot of people I think they are could still be the the one nine eleven that you would yeah. have that covers as many bases as possible. There's nothing. There's no perfect car. You need you need all of them. You know. <laughs> um, yeah. But please that, please buy us. <laughs> that, that, that's where you know again that could be quite interesting because there's a little bit of a crossover there values wise. Kind mm. of if you look at the market holistically and and that might be where someone walks through the door and, and says you know I want a nine nine seven dot two. It's the last quintessential nine eleven traditional nine eleven. Mm. Blah blah blah. Um, but actually, if it's something they want to use a little bit more you know frequently maybe mm. as a daily or something you know i think a 991 is a bit of a better car that fulfills that role a little bit more yeah yeah um, no I'd, I'd, I'd go with that and especially if they've you know come out of a succession of you know companies supplied or whatever yeah you know bm Merck, audi type things and and that sort of stuff i think it would probably be the best move at that point probably but you know no one knows you don't know until you've been with these people and you've spoken to them and you find out what they actually want from this car because this car is a step on from whatever it is that they've had before and and they may want to be moving in a certain direction and this sort of stuff and it's really by chatting and trying that you know you you you, you refine it and you define it i think what, what do you think max i mean as far as you obviously went out of one and straight into yeah, the other yeah, one yeah. i mean do, 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 are they better at doing a different job I, I, I always think that maybe a being a passenger in a 991 on a longer trip would be a nicer experience than being the passenger in a you know i don't yeah agreed to be it's honest. quite interesting yeah. to think yeah. about what the passenger would think you yeah know? and i always feel that when you're in an older 911 it's less friendly to the passenger yeah but <laughs> Although, and just to save Lee from getting thrown under the bus again, I'm going to throw Mandy under the bus. <laughs> uh, so I, I kept my 907 at first. I had, uh, yes, I had the two for about six months. Yeah. And uh, I went to pick Mandy up from school um, one evening in the winter. So yeah, it was dark. How can we point out Mandy's a teacher? Jesus. Seven months on remand, and they still <laughs> keep it out. And I decided I'd take the 997 because I needed to give it a run and all that sort of thing. And we were driving home, and I was complaining about the headlights because mine was non-lightronic, so the headlights are like candles. <laughs> so I'm moaning about the headlights. And Mandy's sitting there thinking to herself, I thought he said the headlights were really good in this new one. I didn't know which bloody 911. <laughs> She'd had a hard day. I mean, I'd. I'd <clears throat> I had the 907 for nine years and I was looking for a slightly different experience at that time. So, I mean, I, one of my favorite 911s is a really late 907.2 when it has the, the that sort of black steering wheel and, yes, and it just yeah, yeah. looks, yeah. feels like a more modern car. If I was coming to the brand now 10 years on to buy my first 911, that's probably what I would be seeking out because I think that's really mm. cool. Like non GTS, yeah. Carrera or Carrera 2 as I'm not that bothered. But you know, I, you know, maybe an eleven yeah. car, I yeah, yeah. or a ten. Was the black edition? Was that the end of the line? Uh, the black edition was, was quite late. Was quite late. Yeah, 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 two thousand eleven, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that would be really, would be really cool. But at the time when I made the jump, you know, to go from seven point one to seven point two, I didn't think was enough. I quite like the idea of PDK, and you know, the nine nine one gives me a slightly different experience. Yeah. And I love it. Mm. Um, you know, when we were talking about, you know, getting out there using cars, making memories and that sort of thing. You know, I made nine years worth of memories yeah. in the 997. I did 50, 
5,000 miles in it or something like that. And um, I found, therefore, that I wasn't using it that much. Um, and so I decided to sell it. Uh, and, and the 991 I still love. But at the moment, we don't have a, a manual gearbox car. So I do have a hankering for something that has manual gearbox. His wallet's twitching, guys. His wallet's <laughs> twitching. Use an example. Yeah. Yeah. So for Stage the, right. For the, for the benefit of people listening at home, as Max says that in unison, the guys here have just all, all looked right at the 991.2 GT3. It's just sitting there. That's fantastic. So, uh, but the 991 fantastic. You know, I, I love that. I mean, I'm not a contrarian, or I don't think I am, but I love, uh, you know, to get involved in a, oh, it's the last of this or the first of that or mm. something, because I love to just not take the opposite view just to be a twat. But I just think it's in, it's, it's interesting because it's a, you know, it's a real 9-11 thing, isn't it? That everyone loves the, the last of it. I love to say, oh, mine was the last and mine was the first. And I like to champion. Because I, you know, as, as, as I was growing up, you know, I was <laughs> interested because I've read so many car magazines the new one was interesting to me. So the 964, you know, so 964 was my first new 911, if you like, because I was born in 1976. So I was too young to really appreciate any early 80s changes. The 964 was very exciting. I was very excited about that. A more modern 911. The 993 was very exciting. So I always wanted, I was aspiring to own whatever the latest 911 was. And I think I've approached that because I have to use all the cars, otherwise I can't afford to own them. So I still, I think about usable 911s. And that's why the 991 works so well for me. Well, that's a good question then mm. to kind of to go on from there. So like uh, but behind us, we've got a Guards Red 992. Um, I know you guys have sold a couple of a couple of 992s. Um, but and slightly goes against what I said earlier with the really, really earlier cars. But where, you know, these cars are getting almost like too good, really, and too accomplished and whatnot. And we'll eventually go to hybridization and electrification as well on these cars. Can you foresee a scenario where, as enthusiasts, we're kind of going backwards and buying older cars, maybe like modern classics rather than the super early stuff? It's happening now. Yeah, it is. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. 100%. Yeah. So, so yeah. It's happening yeah. now. And did, for, we, did we take a 992 in part exchange for, well, definitely a guy changed for yeah. a 997 from a 992. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah, I mean, it's a conversation which happened. It's quite exciting, you know, uh, in a way. Um, and I've just realised I did say that we were going to sit Max the other side of this table, so he was <laughs> looking directly at the 992 all the time, knowing that he likes them a lot. Um, but um, yeah, no, it's it's a, it's a conversation which's happening a lot now. You know, I'm always going on about you know involvement, engagement, and fun, and you know all that sort of stuff, and feeling these things. And there's a lot of people which are which are looking back to. Something they can still use, you know, like Max. Um, so 901 Gen 1, 907 Gen 2, you know, that, that sort of era. Um, but has a bit more flavor all yeah. of the time, you know. Um, you know, it's getting nice. You know, the most capable car that we've got in the showroom is the 992 behind us. Mm. You know, it's the best all rounder because that's generally the way things work, evolve, yeah. develop, you know. Um, but, you know, the, the, there's a, an awful lot of people. And, it, and it's the, the really heartening thing, as I might have said before, and I apologize if I'm going over old ground, is that we're getting some young people 
you know, in, I mean, mind you, everyone's bloody young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's your age, no, Frankie, mate? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they're just sort of saying, you know, they're saying similar things, and that, and that is great. To yeah, it is, yeah. that means that there's yeah. life and vitality to some of the older stuff, you know, um, going forward. Yeah. And... So it's almost there, like for. Um, and sorry to jump in, but maybe like a little bit irrelevant where Porsche as a manufacturer is going to go going forward because there's such an appetite for these enthusiast cars, yeah. you know. And, and we came and Boxster, mm. you know, we we have yeah. just spoken about 911 yeah. so far, but you know, all of those as well. Yeah, um, you know, there's a huge pool of cars for enthusiasts to choose from there. Yeah, Jay and I were um, went uh, to Goodwood on Monday, and we met a guy that's that's got the money to buy, you know, the latest, newest car. His 911's a, a 996 C4S that he's bought, mm. colour-changed, personalised, restored, really. Mm. Um, yeah, and he's, you know, he's probably sunk, well, he said to us, he's sunk <laughs> too much money into <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. an old car. <laughs> yeah. But that's, you know, he, he that was his car, I guess, as a sort of poster-type car or whatever yeah. he wanted one. Yeah, for his age, yeah, uh, sure. You know, and, and, and he's chosen that car. I mean, you must see it, you know, because obviously you're 996 focus with your, some of your trips and things. You know, some of those people have got that car because that's the car they could afford. But other people are making the decision to buy a 996 Turbo or something else. They could buy a newer car, couldn't they? Well, I have to say, and I really hope the guys that came with us on the recent um, Nineworks road trip, obviously, Jason, you weren't there because you let us down. <laughs> <laughs> Went away to that, that with the weirdest retelling <laughs> of, of history. Yeah. Something, Since, something about a yeah. wife's 50th birthday. Is he involved with President Putin? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say you should have binned her off, but, no. yeah. but, but you know, I hope the guys that came on that trip won't mind me saying, but yeah, they, those, those guys and girls, they didn't have that 996 because it was the only thing they could get into, you know, with a Porsche badge on the front. Um, it, they got it because they, you know, loved those cars and a lot of them were like modified. And, you know, you, you, you can't modify a Porsche cheaply. Not really. No. Do, do you know mm. what I mean? It, mm. it, it all, it all costs money and you go, yeah. well, actually, you know, there's a couple of cars there where you go, well, you know, you, you could have got a stock, whatever, and got a bit up the ladder, mm. but people have chosen kind of not to do that. Mm. So, but but that but that is also the same with nine nine sevens. You know, people are, are are doing that and maybe just making a few improvements to older cars just to, I don't know, bring a little bit of modern technology into what they're doing. But I think there is definitely, from what I'm seeing, a, a bit of an, an appetite for for older stuff that's perhaps a bit less clinical, but as a result has a bit more character and flair, particularly yeah. for a, yes. a road car. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think the interesting thing is it and. Um, People are very quick to judge, aren't they, these days? Oh, yeah. Very quick to judge. But it's always interesting to, to look a bit further and understand the context. You know, you, that guy you mentioned there, Mark, who, um, you know, had the clout to have the latest car, but he chooses to have that. It's maybe not his only car, but it probably in the context of the other cars that he owns, be that one or two, that probably sits in a certain place and yeah. works really yeah. well, doesn't it? You know, and that's where these cars can 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 work and sit really well and you know when people say oh you idiot why have you bought the pdk you should have got a manual and they might not understand that the other cars that sit around that make that the perfect choice yeah, and you're yeah. Going yes. to do it the other yeah. way yeah so people sometimes need to remember that i think when they're judging people very quickly on the car yeah yeah um, but the, the 992 to 907 thing is really interesting because when 
that day a few years ago when I came to help you out with the photo shoot when you had a 992 press car. Yeah. And I turned up in my 997 um, and we went and did the, the shoot and I burnt around in the 992, had a great time, loved it. And I got in the 997 to drive home and I was going up the dual carriageway and I thought that the window must be down. So I was on the thing from the <laughs> side and I was trying to put the window up and the window was both yeah. up. And then I thought, God, is there, has the seal gone around the windscreen? Is the windscreen going to fall out or something? There's nothing wrong with it. It was just that the NVH yeah. on a 997 compared to a 992 is just worlds apart. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, some people are looking for that sort of thing, you know, because they've got a super slick, smooth, modern car to smoke about in. Yeah. And a little bit more, if you want to use the word character, you know, character, then you can get that in those older cars. I mean... But that's dangerous mm-hmm. when you can't like hear things like that. I think you don't realise how fast you're going. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, seriously, you know, hundred yeah. percent. You know, as we were joking last week off air, um, I got another bloody ticket through uh, last week in the Cayenne again. That's twice in a year. <laughs> <laughs> in the Cayenne, but you just you're wafting along, and you, you kind of you don't realise what you're doing. Whether it's in a you know, an older car, like, you know, you, where you mention NVH and whatever, you know, if you're, if you're going a certain speed, you tend to know. Yeah. yeah. Actually, that's, that is interesting because quite a lot of people have said that they want to have fun in their car and mm. they're doing silly speeds in, yeah. in all the new, you know, I mean, 992 yeah. Turbo S, it's 70, just feels like 30, doesn't it? When oh, you drive yeah. Those cars, yeah. You know? yeah. A sledgehammer I mean, I to love crack a nut. Car. I love yeah. the car, yeah. but, but, but definitely it won't give you necessarily uh, you know the, the the sort of grin factor that a nine six four RS will give you on a on a B road or something. No, you know, no, yeah, it gives you a. You it's know. a different. It's a different tool, isn't it? A different yeah, car. yeah. It's a it's a, a nervous glance in the mirror car rather mm. than a, a, a smile and a smirk <laughs> sort of thing. It really yeah. is, you know, on the road anyway. Yeah. My, my theory with your tickets from the KN is just that you're so excited that the thing's working. Paul Preston's messaged me in the last hour. He's evidently on his travel somewhere, and he, he's seen a picture of a meteor grey cayenne on the back of a flatbed. He's <laughs> <laughs> just sent me the picture saying, spotted. <laughs> it wasn't me, Paul. It was probably tomorrow, not today. But, uh, yeah. Now, I, I, we mentioned, like, Caymans and, and Boxsters. I think it's kind of important yeah. to, to talk about mm. those cars. Again, in terms of, like, engagement and on the road and whatnot. You know, even, like, a, well, a 718, f- by, you know, for today, is a footprint comparative to a 996 or 7. Mm. As road cars, they're phenomenal to the enthusiast. Yeah, you know, yeah. have, have they proved popular from kind of a sales point of view? And, and nine eight ones. It's difficult to commentate because we just haven't been. Yeah, able we haven't to buy been able to buy them. Have we? You know, we've really struggled more than anything, haven't we? Yeah, really? yeah. yeah. What do you think that payments? is then? I've no idea. I don't know if they're trading on some other platform or whatever but we're just not being offered no i mean we've had a crack in summer and very little box to stock yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. but yeah i mean we we love we love them yeah they're great cars um sort of buy as many good ones as we're offered you know, yeah great. yeah I've, i think i mean i know I, th- I, I was listening to your podcast until quite too late this morning um and uh i know that you know you had a great time in a 718 max yeah a while that. ago and um and i i've been a co- i was quite a convert i'm really really quite a convert you know initially i had the same thing as everyone else going on about you know the, the four banger this yes. yeah right yes. okay yeah and um and then i've done some miles in one <laughs> and not as many as you from the sounds <laughs> of it you've got your money's worth <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but 
you know, <laughs> when you drive one for a decent length of time, I mean, the breadth of ability to fun, it, it feels light and on its toes and fun, you know, yeah. and yeah, it is a different noise. And it's, again, I, I've always liked, you know, multi-cylinder engines, particularly sixes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ain't that, but it's still, it's, I mean, the combination of abilities that it does have are so great that realistically I'm being nothing but churlish to, <laughs> to, 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 you know, to, to knock it. And it really, I mean, it is a bloody superb car, uh, you know, and I think, you know, the market is gonna, is gonna warm further to those, um, in, in the next few years as, you know, we move, it seems inexorably towards, you know, bloody hell, some long words coming out, isn't it? Um, <laughs> to, towards the, you know, the electrification thing and, and that sort of stuff, because it is a fun car. It's yeah. fun. It's on its toes, you know. Having said that, the nine, the 981 that's over there behind Jamie is Love that. probably still just Agent about winning it for me. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. beautiful. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. In terms of like, yeah, looks, soundtrack most importantly. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's where it'll be interesting with that 7184 banger. Mm. And it's, it's where it'll sit values wise. Because, yeah. you know, okay, yeah, against a, a, a fully electric mm. uh, 718 or mm. whatever they're going to call it going forward, then yeah, that looks great because it still has an engine but then if it's kind of sitting similar price to a 981 for me there's just mm. you know yeah you'd think that but but half the people would buy it because it's got a better sat nav mm. and apple carplay and all of that sort of thing you, it's really odd because we because you're thinking about the cylinders but customers are all different and a lot yeah, of people would yeah. come in and they talk about connectability with their phone and, and yeah. you know and, and that's, like, that's the the big important thing for them and they're going like why would you want the old system well, when you get the newer system let, or well this you know. is it you know we've said on the podcast before like say it with the new ibiza the advert is all about the infotainment doesn't yeah. mention anything yeah, about yeah. the car hmm. or the engine yeah. or whatever but with the 991.1s you can you can get the upgrade to yes. get carplay yeah, can yeah. you can you do the same with the 981s there is a kit for the 981s isn't there a plug and play kit right yeah right. there we go there's your solution then i yeah. suppose for me anyway but love, say love, everybody's yeah. different yeah, yeah. so i don't yeah. know that Lee. can i do that for my 991.1 yeah you can yeah no need max we had exactly that conversation earlier on we were talking about the 718 and i said one of the things that was uh really nice about it and i've already said just a few minutes ago that i like and i've always been interested in the newer car mm. one of the things i liked about that car was it was you know it was a brand new car when porsche center leeds lent it to me I don't get to drive for any cars very often. And the connectivity, yes, everything yeah. was actually really, that was kind of for a fun, funky car where you get the top car and the fact that it was a really modern car as well. Mm. It's actually quite a compelling combination of things. And compared to the 991, which I had at the time, it was also a, you know, a iteration on of PDK calibration and that sort of thing. Much snappier on the PDK than my car. And also the Blum and Galia were way around as well you know pull towards you to go up yeah yeah stupid um so yeah yeah you know those yeah i'm I'm into it but that's really nice i mean and i I am going to throw myself under the bus now instead of throwing everyone else or anyone else under what i ought to do if i was really going to put my money where my mouth is i ought to change my car for that because i've been going on about bloody you would 
That's what I ought to do. Right, okay, yeah. Because, I mean, ever since I had that one, I keep saying to anyone who'll listen, and even people who won't, oh, yeah, I really like an Arnold Box Drive. I've got to get one. I'm going to get one one day. I ought to just be bullish. I ought to not have a 911 for a while and have one of those instead. Jason, you just passed me that sold song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pop it in the window, that one. Oh, yeah, while you're here, Max. But it's, yeah. hard, it's hard to be without a 911, isn't it? It is. Once you it get is. one, it's difficult to be without. Yeah. It's mm. a challenge. I know, uh, Max, before we wrap up, you want to talk about Carrera T because um, we were speaking about 991 Carrera T's last yeah. episode and then obviously a week later the 992 has dropped. Um, yeah. yeah. Cool car, but, you know, what's your, what's yeah, your thoughts? I've been on the configurator today. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, because I've been saying probably since whenever... It, when did 992 come out? When, when would we have been doing that? 2018. Yeah. I think it was, yeah, yeah like autumn 2018. So a few years ago, you know, I drove that car and I was really taken with it. I really, really enjoyed it. And I thought, God, when there's a Carrera T version of this, I, I ought to buy that. You know, I should make that happen. I should do this, that and the other. So this morning when I saw it, I thought, right, this is the time. You know, I need to commit. You know, I was being all bullish. Um, and I went on the configurator. I've, I've priced one up. I've even, well, I got a message through Instagram from someone at an OPC. They're pretty sharp. I said, ah, oh, mm. if you want one of those, I can get you one for May delivery. Uh, so I have been thinking about it. I think it's, I really like it. I think it, it's, you know, it's the same kind of remit as the 991.1. Yeah. I, I think it's the 992 to buy away from a GT product. Yeah. I'd have one over a GTS yeah. um, just, just for what the car represents and, and feeds exactly into what we've been talking about this evening, gents, mm. of, of being a usable car that's, you know, road bias as well. It's so important, you know, even if your car is a, is a weekend car, a fun car, Unless you're seriously, seriously a track junkie, you know, 80% of your driving is going to be on the road. And I, I think it's better to have a car that's weighted towards the road that you maybe have to work around it a bit on the track rather than a track bias car that because you use it the most on the road, for the majority of the time you're in it, you're compromised Yeah, yeah. on the road, yeah. you know, and, and not quite having as much yeah. fun in it. So yeah, it, really, it really appeals to me, I've got to say, the, the idea of having a really new car yeah, you know, a modern car, but it's got a manual gearbox. It's got a six-cylinder engine. Uh, you know, you could have. You know, I can't afford a GT car, but you should be able to. Though they're not on the configurator at the moment, you should be able to spec carbon buckets, mm. which look amazing mm. and not that uncomfortable. You know, that whole combination of things for you know, what, like ninety-eight or ninety-nine. Well, that's the thing. It's quite punchy. You yeah. But you it's look at the residual. Car. But look at residual values of a a two thousand seventeen T. I mean, you know, they're 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 probably only 10% cheaper now than they, yeah, they were when yeah. they were new. You yeah. Know, they've done really well. Definitely. And no one knew what the T was going to do, did they? No. You know, Complete unknown entity. Yeah. yeah. And it's done really well. I, I, I just hope that kind of second time around, if you like, it's up to us as the buying public to, to spec those cars properly. We've yes. mentioned only last week, you know, about a lot of these car specs with uh, pano roofs, uh, PDK, rear steer and whatnot. Yeah. And, and I think second time around, I hope there's more people that just go, manual buckets leave it alone you know yeah Yeah. and also we don't i don't know the numbers of the first you know maybe because it was a new model maybe it didn't sell that well yeah hence the residuals are high because there's a a small pool of cars to buy yeah yeah Yeah. if if they end up making you know it's it's nice to know the numbers yeah yeah, you know how how many cars are going to be sold yeah Yeah. something funny i noticed just uh, today i did a screenshot to show you this evening on uh, Instagram, um, someone was talking about the tea and people were commenting about it underneath and people were 
saying exactly the same thing. You know, history does repeat itself with the nine eleven, doesn't it? People say, I don't get this. Why have they made this? And what's the point in that? Now I just get the nine nine one GT three instead. You know, it's the, exactly the same stuff that people were saying about the nine nine one. They're saying it now about the nine nine two priority. Wow. Exactly okay. the same. Not getting it. Yeah. I don't know what they've. As I say, I was going to say, I don't know what they're reading. I don't know what they haven't been reading, but they've been missing out on the news. Yeah, yeah. I think we, we've, you know, if you've got any friends out there that are specking Carrera T's and are tempted to put a PDK in or whatever, I think we've got duty as a friend to say, yeah, you know, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, I, hope, I hope they sell loads of them and I hope they're, you know, all like with proper specs and that because that is kind of, it's the everyman's uh, and woman's touring, yeah. really. Yes. You yeah, know, yeah. T is for touring, as the saying goes. Exactly. Mm. So, um, or the alternative play would be to save a bit of cash and buy that manual on GTS. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, that's doing exactly the same thing, isn't it? What a great car. Yeah. Thanks, Max. You're almost off the hook. What's <laughs> <laughs> that, 92? How much is it? 92? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 90, 93, 93, yeah. 93, yeah. 93, yeah. 93, yeah. 93 yeah. 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 I pointed out in a 9Works TV video as, you know, alternatives to a, to a new 992 Carrera S, I think. Mm. So any kind of thing less than that. And I pointed that car out. So it's 991.1 uh, Carrera GTS C2 uh, manual coupe, non-sunroof, rear seat delete. Um, folding buckets. Folding buckets as well. Yeah, you know, Amazing. I like, like the little ducky on it as well on the back. Yeah. Obviously, that's, that's just styling. But basically, that's a, that's a proper, proper spec car. Yeah. Proper spec car. And um, we, we said we were going to do our... Nineworks Marketplace yeah. Car of the Week, and yeah. Max and I decided that we'd we'd both choose one from here, and that is absolutely mine because if I oh, could I take that home, I I really <laughs> would. No, home. but 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 that's 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 my car. Yeah. That's my car, hundred yeah. percent. I was hoping you were going to say nine six four RS. I love yeah. like, that we just and see so it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it goes. Mark and I always yeah. have this like proverbial yeah. Like, or, yeah, perpetual sparring on the nine six four. <laughs> it is a beauty mark it is it is it is yeah Max so you're taking the lazy option 11 one that you've already had lazy option <laughs> I said that on YouTube this is podcast it's different and on Instagram right okay. you've got a few minutes to think of something else whilst I'm talking about <laughs> the 993 Turbo because that's the one that I have Arena Red which is the colour that the press car the UK press car was in so that's the one that sticks in my mind from the magazines yeah. back in the day I noticed that it hasn't got ruffled Leather, which is good, because I don't quite understand yeah, it. Yeah. Mm, and it's leather. got sports seats, which um, is lovely. It's bloody lovely. It's really, mm. really lovely. And ever since I met um, Tony Hatter at the Nineworks Awards last year, and we talked about, uh, you know, when he re-looked at the 993 when they did the turbo, and the way he did the front, and it's a bit more muscular, isn't it? Yeah. I've sort of looked more at the, at the turbo since then. Um, and they, it's bloody gorgeous. It sits it? really well, doesn't yeah, it? Really, yeah, really, really lovely. And... and that particular car, Jamie, you you know you know the history. What's four that, that's four times with yeah, we have yeah, already. Yeah. This, is, this is number Since five, I think. Two thousand seven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, really? it's nice. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, there are certain cars that that you know we know for a very very long time. I was talking to Lee previously about a nine and six turbo that we've known for you know the same amount of time, and you just remember every single owner and you know what they did in it and, and all that sort of stuff. You know. When we first sold it, that was part of an Arena Red collection. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, really? yeah. yeah. yeah Targa as well, they had, didn't Targa. they? they had, yeah, yeah, 993 
yeah, Targa, that. We were, were trying to work out, we're trying to find and get um, the cabriolet when um, she had a relapse and went in, back into horses. <laughs> and uh, and, and so, so the whole thing fell apart. No, yeah. no, really, the four-legged thing that smell. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So, anyway, yeah, yeah, we've known it for such a long time. It's such a, such a cool car. It's, it's, re- it's really, it's really nice. It's lovely when these things come back because they, they, they almost are oh, kind of, I mean, it sounds soppy, but, you know, they are kind of part of the family. There's not, you know, there were 277 of those UK cars, I think. Really? Oh, so I, well, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, and, you know, broadly, what, half would be good cars these days, you think? Yeah, probably so, 50%. Know, something I mean, like that. Yeah, I would say. So, small pool of resource, and to have, you know, one of those cars that's, that's just, you know, with us and come back and, you know, been through the whole process so many yeah. times, you know, and you can imagine, you know, I know the values of that car over the years and stuff, and it's quite, you know, it's quite interesting. You know, oh, they've travelled. Yeah, they've de- yeah, 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 definitely yeah. travelled. Yeah, but you know, with those numbers and with what that car offers, if you're to drive it now, um, and you're someone that's not used to, you know, this sort of these cars, that's still a really quick car. That, that, that yeah, nine hundred three turbos are yeah. very fast still. Four hundred eight, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I mean doesn't sound like a lot these days, but it is bolstered obviously by yeah. a lot of talk and. You know, and they're fun. They're, again, fun. I mean, you know, I, uh, no, I won't tell that story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they can move about a bit. You know. I, know, I know the story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How, how, how does it look next to the um, Funky Red on my mom cow? Uh, oh, <laughs> we can do you a deal for two. Yeah, actually, yeah. Imagine having those, you know, the old one yeah. on one water yeah. thing. I need a McCann yeah. actually at the moment. Four so drives. Well. <laughs> McCann yeah. and the nine on one coming in, Jamie. Who have you got for the McCann? That's where our United Front was rebuilt that war. Right, they. See, I, I'm, it's so unfair you're making me change from the, <laughs> from the GTS and the workshop there because, that, like I say, that, that to me is a, is a very, very special car. Um, yeah, you might say this is contrived as well, but the, the 996 GT2 around the corner, yeah. uh, I did a video on that actually a few, few weeks ago now yeah. and loved it. And, and Jason, I know you're an evangelist for those particular cars, but yeah. that's, a, that's a really... Is it fair to maybe not undervalued but underrated? Not not enough people to to my mind consider those to be like quite a special car and whatnot. Yeah. I know, Mark. You know mm. the, the the argument that you kind of rightly point out in in deference to the nine nine three GT two is it doesn't have like that racing homologation um, mark against it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But I I, I think Still got a nine, lot of motorsport parts. Though, yeah, isn't it? yeah, it has yeah. exactly that. But and what I really like about that car is you you need to take a bit of time to get to to know it and to understand it and to really build into it. It's certainly not a car you just jump in and you're, you're flat out straight away and you know everything about the car. We were speaking about this yeah. earlier on, Jason. It mm. takes a bit of time, I think, to, to, to understand that. It, t- it took you some time, didn't it, to sort of understand your oh, yeah. car? Yeah, I mean, I sort of yeah. drive it. Dig it out of the garage. Yeah. It's a bit of a tool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 no, it's... it's um, you know, I, I don't like sort of, you know, bashing on about a 
too much because I have got one and it does sound like you're you know, doing a bit of tub thumping or whatever. But it has been a revelation to me over the last sort of 18 months having got her out and, and started driving around and stuff because it is so much more fun than I even I knew and you know bearing in mind I've known that car for a very long time you know sold it twice and, and that sort of stuff um but it's 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 much more I, I keep on saying this I was sort of on its toes it's much more lively and fun and playful than you know the whole terrifying widow maker you know stuff that's been done to death would have you believe yes it is a car that you know uh, whereas I said earlier on to you, Lee, I think, you know, I'd, um, with a 96 Turbo, I'd let my 22-year-old daughter go out and drive one, you know. Um, with that, I wouldn't, you know. I, I, I actually did sell, when early days here, I did sell a GT2 to a guy and it was his first Porsche. Oof. Yeah. And, and really, I wouldn't do that necessarily now. Mm. You know, it would have to be a lot of conversations, a lot of driving and all that sort of stuff. Um, because, yeah, and, and sure enough, I mean, it scared him, basically. He he sold it back to us really quite quickly and, and, and that sort of stuff, which was the right thing for him to do. And then he went into like a 997, you know, S PDK, or something. PDK, yeah. And, and, yeah right. and, and loved it, found his feet and really, you know, got into it. But, you know, I, I like, I, I do like cars that, I like driving. Um, I'm hoping to be good at it one day. Um, and you know, I sort of like, like to learn how to drive these things properly. And I like to sort of try and make, you know, if a car can go quickly down a road, then I want to be, you know, a real good constituent part of that process. Yeah. So, you know, and, and not, and so you have to learn them. And, and, and that's the really the journey that I'm on now. Um, how long have you owned? Uh, seven years. Seven years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But for the first, for the first five, five years, yeah. the original tyres on there. I do think that we've we, we talked about this with uh, early, you know, 996 GT3s as well. Tyres, modern tyres on them, they're yeah. a different bit. That's so, a game changer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. 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 tyres, the last 20 years have come on. Yeah. yeah, isn't that true so for Carrera GT as well? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I remember driving Carrera GT and you know in two thousand and five, and it was peeing down with rain on the M twenty five, and I was the slowest car on the M twenty five, and there were little Fiesta vans at the time, and you know hatchbacks that were bombing along in the outside lane yeah. at eighty, and I was doing about thirty five, <laughs> and still having problems with it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they just wouldn't move. They wouldn't get rid of the water. And the wheels yeah, were too yeah. wide. It was you know. Yeah. Felt like sort of cold slicks, yes. But now I think they're on their third generation of Michelin, and and it's completely transformed yeah, the yeah, car. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why I think for me, and and, and that nine nine six GT two, you have to seriously respect it. Um, and if you know you wake up for your Sunday morning drive and it's a little bit damp outside, it, the nine nine one dot one GTS, you know, my car, <laughs> I, I would I would still fancy that. Whether it's yeah. the, the nine nine six GT two, I think I'd be quite petrified yeah. to, to nah, just to, to, right. to, to push up for me, you know, I'd say yeah. ev- everybody's different. Um, yeah. But maybe people that listening at home might be able to offer their opinions. All, all the cars that we've mentioned today and, and many more, they're all on the nine works marketplace. So go and have a look, but especially go and have a look at that 991.1 yeah, GTS. Yeah, Honestly, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a beauty of a specs, yeah. a beauty. So just, just, just before we finish, just cause I'm, I'm dying to ask Jason. So that's someone who's, you know, put his hand in his pocket and bought uh, 906 GT2, you know, we're, we're, you know, amping it up here. What were you looking for? What, what was it about the car that you went about, you know, 
well, why didn't buy GT3 like, like everyone else did? Yeah. You know, what, what was the appeal for you that actually made you <laughs> pull the trigger? Well, I th- I this is know. a guy that had a Vindaloo curry, by the way. <laughs> 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 That's a good point. Yeah. I think that the, 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 the sub. <laughs> Yeah, the subtext of that is basically <laughs> stupidity, isn't it? That's, that's, was, so there invest, was it fifty percent investment? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because of the way that it came about and all that sort of stuff, it was, um, yeah, it, there, there was an investment angle to it very much. So, um, basically, my brother and I came in as some money. Um, we would have chosen for it to be another way around, but that's for another time. Yeah. Um, and. You know, he invested it in his house and made that all lovely. And I bought a GT2. So, <laughs> because it, it was through, it was through, it was through, it was through, I'll get out of the tent soon. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, and why GT2 rather than GT3? Well, to be honest, it was because it was owned by, you know, a, a, a customer friend of mine at the time. And we sort of talked about it in the past. And yeah, yeah. And, and, and it was, it was available. And I thought, you know, I mean, I knew GT3s really quite well. And I love, I love GT3s. Anyone, you know, has ever heard one of these things before will attest, I think. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, I, th- I think it's, I think it, I, I increasingly think it's a, a cool car, the more that I've sort of relaxed about it. And it is, it, you know, I think it was the fastest 996 production thing, wasn't it? Oh, it was, it was a very nearly a 200 mile an hour yeah. car. And, and, I don't know. I suppose there's some cool to that. It looks kind of cool. Looks it doesn't. Very cool. It kind of cool in 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 different colours as well. Um, you know, the one that we've got here, I think, is. You know, I'd love to have that one. It's done half the miles of my one as well, but um, it's you know polar silver, and it's sort of like it's a completely different thing to mine, which is black and moody. You know, this one is sort of like super cool because it is the real deal it's a men- you know it's a slightly menacing car it's one that you do have to learn to take res- you know respect and all that but it's in a really kind of subdued color and stuff and i love i love that as well you yeah, know yeah. but you know so so anyway that's 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 the answer it's, it's the thing that sort of came up it was a you know a gt car um you know i love you know anything with a sort of mexico engine in it and stuff yeah. it's, it's pretty cool for me um and it yeah i mean so and i wanted something that would, that would you know would improve me as a as a driver i guess yeah. so i'm guessing it could have been a gt3 yeah if it could, circumstances it, have been yeah, wasn't yeah. necessarily yeah. It, it definitely 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 could have been and you know maybe even should have been but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll find out if, if this says you know if, if this podcast is basically you know my uh, my epitaph. Do you think you'll ever take it to Stuttgart? Well, that ship sailed, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, We're back now, mate. Sorry. I think I think that's a really good way to wrap up the podcast. I'm definitely getting daggers across the table for Jensen. But gents, it has been. A brilliant, brilliant, brilliant conversation, a really good laugh, a lovely cover as well. So thank you. Um, it's, it's very nearly 10 o'clock on a Wednesday night and, and we've got five nutters sitting in the showroom here <laughs> at Paragon. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it, it had to be good and it really was. So thank you very much indeed. Uh, it goes without saying to, to people listening at home, you can check the full stock, uh, from the guys here at Paragon on the Nine Works Marketplace. It's also worth having a look at the Paragon website as well. It's paragongb.com, I Correct. think. Um, take a look at the different bits and pieces they do, particularly with regards to uh, servicing, detailing, uh, and other stuff. There's far more to, to Paragon than just the lovely cars here in the showroom. So 
guys as i say thanks very much for joining us on our much radio well thank, thank you, you thank you for coming down it's been a, it's it's great it's been a laugh it's been good it's yeah been good to see you mate yeah. as well, you know. this episode was brought to you by our very kind patreons if you enjoy the podcast and would like to join them in supporting us you can do so at patreon.com slash nineworks radio Thank you.